Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat presents Talk of the Kingdom. I'm your host, Brian Altano, along with my incredible crew of Zelda obsessives, Casey DeFridis, Seth Macy, Kat Bailey, and Rebecca Valentine. Hello. Hello. It's Zelda Hello. hour. Hi. We're doing it. Did something break? No, I'll keep going. This week on Talk of the Kingdom, we are cheating our way through Tears of the Kingdom. We are? No. I no, we're not, are we? Are any of us? I would never. Okay, well, legally, you have to tell me so I can uh, throw you into the prison beneath the castle. You're all in deep, deep trouble. After that, we're talking about the best and weirdest weapon fusions we've seen out there so far. And then we're chatting about our favorite NPCs and side stories in Tears of the Kingdom. There are so many good ones. And finally, Dungeons and Shrines are back, and we need to talk about those too. But first, Tears of the Kingdom has been out for two whole weeks now. Uh, we're all extremely obsessed with it. Um, I want to hear some adventure stories. Reb, let's start with you. I heard by you telling everyone on social media that uh, you you returned to the wonderful world of coffee after taking a long break from it because of this game. Please explain. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, I, I, this, I guess this is like weirdly personal, but um, I didn't... Uh, I, I put you on blast. No, no, it's fine. Um, I've stopped drink, I stopped drinking caffeine for like months and months because mm -hmm. it was... Uh, triggering migraines and uh i am now mercifully uh hopefully free of those thanks to the power of medical science uh right. wonderful wonderful stuff uh like six weeks no migraines good stuff All right. um nice. so you know we're starting to like test boundaries right so like maybe i'm doing things that previously would have triggered migraines so like i'm indulging in movie theater popcorn uh which previously triggered migraines uh maybe having oh. a little caffeine as a treat mm -hmm. um but i'm trying to keep it pretty sparing because i hate migraines and i don't want to accidentally start one but Tears of the Kingdom. I I can't stop playing this game, Ryan. It's uh, <laughs> like, it's wreaked havoc on the sleep systems. Of, yeah, uh, sleep cycles of many of us. I'm like a I'm a you know an an old person or a baby. I'm not sure which one that is. Where I go to bed like clockwork every night at 10 p.m. and get up at like 5:45, mm -hmm. exercise, get ready, and go to work. But increasingly with Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like even on you know school nights, on weeknights, work nights, uh, I am like staying up later and later and later. And I it's that thing. It's okay. 
just one more dungeon. Yeah. Just one more shrine. Mm-hmm. Oh, what that thing? I got to go see what that <clears throat> thing over there is before I go to bed. And something like 11, 1130, midnight. It's not the stuff that you want to do. It's the stuff that you end up doing on the way to the stuff you want to do. Yeah. Right? Like you're like, I'm just going to go over there. And on the way, you get distracted by seven things. Yeah. And like two hours later, you're like fighting a triceratops in the depths. <laughs> and you're like, how did I get down here? Yeah. Like there's a Korok along the way. I'm never going to remember to come back to this guy if I skip him right now. I got to keep going. Friend. Yeah, I've got to get him to his friend. So, but yeah, so I'm staying up late, and so I've I've had to I get up, and I'm just tired, and I'm so tired. But I, I'm getting up at 5:45, and instead of exercising or you know getting ready in a in a calm and efficient manner, mm-hmm. I'm playing another hour of Tears of the Kingdom, and then frantically throwing on my clothes, sh- showering, throwing on my clothes in that order, and then going going to work. Yeah, and. That's a good order. I, I need coffee for that. So I'm I'm back to drinking coffee. Reb, that sounds like a healthy lifestyle to me. It does I think not. so. Being yeah. in Tears of the Kingdom, it's you temporary. don't need exercise. Come on. Yeah. Right. It's only a couple hundred hours. No, I'm honestly impressed that you're still exercising. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. That's I'm skipping that. That's not I'm that. not at all. Oh, I, no. I actually was thinking the other day, like, if could I do could I go on the treadmill with the Joy-Cons oh. in my hand? And I know like I'm gonna stationary bike. Yeah, that's that's way better because there's less of a chance of me just like running fo- uh, left in the game and then running left on the treadmill and then just like ending up upside down. Yeah, no, but I mean my thing, I've talked about it on NVC before. Like my thing is getting up and doing ring fit adventure. Yeah in like my my garage and i've just completely just completely thrown that out the window i haven't done it in weeks i feel really guilty because it it, it's kind of i heard like i don't know how true this is i heard that it was kind of built on top of breath of the wild ring Mm -hmm. fit was like it's very if you look at it it's visually like very similar and so i feel like i'm betraying one world for another a little bit oh yeah (laughs) but i just i go downstairs and i'm thinking about playing ring fit but i have to walk past the other switch to do that and i'm just looking at it like oh i could just play this for like an hour it's 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 dangerous too because it's like i'll turn off my tv and be like all right well that's enough of that and then i'll walk over to the dock and pick up the switch and bring it to bed and i'm like oh that's not good (laughs) last night i looked at my partner and i said hey i'm gonna because i took it out of the dock i'm like hey i'm gonna watch a cutscene really quick i don't think you've seen it so i'm gonna watch it on here put in my headphones and then we'll go to bed he's like like, great and so he turns on like a like a five minute youtube video to watch while he's waiting on me and i played through the cutscene, and then i just kept playing and like 15 minutes later he turns to me and he's like are we going to bed what's happening <laughs> and i'm like did i say we were doing that and he's like yeah whoops there's a lot happening in this yeah game. i have a problem casey how about you i know you work you've been working on this guide tirelessly uh we had brendan on last week mm-hmm. and uh the two of you and miranda and, and several others have just been like cataloging and documenting every single square inch of this game to the point that i know that some of you have played games in the past that you started liking and then you play you make the guide and you're like i never want to play that game again are you <laughs> are you have are you is is that happening with tears of the kingdom or are you still like i, I love it I still love this game and I still want to keep playing it. And I know it because I'm doing in my free time. I'm saying it in quotes because I don't have a ton. I'm still, <laughs> but I am, I'm still going back and playing through the things that aren't my beat that I want to do. Like mm-hmm. the main story is not my beat. So I am going back and actually playing through the dungeons when before I just like had seen all of the cutscenes. I know it's, I'm experiencing this in a terrible way, like the worst <laughs> way. But I'm still having a lot of fun. Like my, I spent my first like 80 hours in the game uncovering the whole map, documenting Koroks, figuring out how the depths work, figuring out how all of these weird mechanics work, and like not getting past my paraglider. And I'm, I'm <laughs> but while also at the same time knowing what's going on with the story because my like wiki friends were 
getting through it and I was looking at videos and learning things. So oh, wow. Yeah. So I experienced this game in a very strange way. And now I'm trying to uh I guess experience the dungeons myself <laughs> and see what's going on with them specifically outside of just the cutscenes and the dragon's tear memories. It is it has been uh fascinating sort of experiencing this game uh personally and also through like the osmosis of it being a big social media thing right now because like luckily and maybe I've been I've, I've been blessed in that department but I haven't seen a lot of story spoilers there. Um yeah. Yeah. it's mostly people being like I made a mech. Yeah, people have <laughs> been yeah. really kind about this. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, don't ruin it for people if you're Please. listening to this. This is not an invitation to go <laughs> make, make <laughs> everyone have a bad day. Um, Seth, how about you? How's how's your experience been? I know I, you're still putting tons and tons of time into this game. Is this the only game for you right now? Yeah, I don't play other. There are no other games. <laughs> it's silly to even I agree. pretend. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I've actually... I've been kind of busy to the point where I'm not playing it as much as I want to. Like, my son wanted to go hang out God, on Sunday. <laughs> so, but no. But what uh, it kind of ties into what you're saying about social media was I, I kind of feel like this one of the most special things about this game is that everyone's just doing their own thing and it's still in the zeitgeist. It's not like a, like a really narrative-driven game where, like, mm -hmm. you have to get it done. If you stop playing for one night, you're going to be way behind and everything's going to be spoiled for you. No, everyone's just, like, wandering around telling crazy stories about, like you said, like, somebody built Metal Gear Rex. In, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the, and I, I, I really love that. But, yeah, like, last night, I beat a i think it's a frox in the depths yep. oh yeah. yeah those things are scary looking uh -huh. yeah and, there's, and i felt there's really really like good. chase variants of them that are pure evil too mm -hmm. yeah they're they're not they're not fun and i died a lot but then mm -hmm. i finally beat it and i felt really good but it's the same thing like you're talking about like i'm 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 even more of an old man baby than you are reb like i go to bed <laughs> well well there was a time where i was going to bed at 8 30 every night wow and now wow. Find, i'm like whoa it's 10 o'clock my watch is telling me it's time to go to bed and i'm like shut up watch you my watch tells me, me to go to bed and i've i've been repeatedly ignoring it for the past like three <laughs> weeks i'm like my watch is like it's time for bed it's like ah, no it's not <laughs> go yeah, away it it I, I mean i'm just i'm just glad that the game is the way that it is that we can all still talk about it and not feel like we're behind like i think that's one of the maybe like low-key most magical things about this game is we can just talk about it forever mm -hmm. and never feel like we're left out because everyone's experiences are just so radically different and, and fun and cool and hilarious yeah. sometimes. We're, we're talking about potentially doing a spoiler cast for the game for uh, next week's the, the final episode of Talk of the Kingdom. And the, the, the idea of it is something like, yes, I should do, and it's good to do that because, you know, people have been playing this game a lot. But also it feels like I've, I've been like, nibbling at the buffet and now I have to just fill up six plates and, and devour them. And I'm not ready to do that. I wanted to take my sweet time. Uh, Kat, what about you? How's, how's your adventures in Hyrule going? Feeling slightly overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. I have to take my hat off to everybody who was able to finish this game in a week. You're absolute monsters. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, well done to you, Tom Marks. Well done to you, Brendan Graver. Mm -hmm. Well done to you, all of those intrepid guides folks. You're amazing. I feel like in a normal world, I would be playing this game for like another year at least. Mm -hmm. And like only this game. Like I would just pick up my Switch. Like I would just pick up my Switch and I play it for a little while, have a good time. I finished um, The Wind Temple. Oh, yeah. And that was awesome. And I'll mm -hmm. talk to about that a little bit later. But after that, I was like, well, now what? And I was trying to kind of go to the south uh, Southwest 
And I was like, I don't think I really want to go this way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where to now? And I spent some time in the the depths. I spent some time exploring the air. And then finally, I just settled on, like, maybe I should just open up more of the map. And it would be nice if I could upgrade my armor. And I'm trying to get more ingredients for food. I've got some sick weapons because yeah. I've been killing a lot of high-level enemies, especially in the depths. Mm-hmm. I love it down there. <laughs> cool katanas and, like, sabers and stuff like that. And elemental weapons so i'm not having much trouble finally i settled on heading uh east straight east uh to the zora's domain because i was like okay i've already opened this up like i already made it all the way here so i might as well just keep going yeah with this. And they're not having a great time over there by the way yeah <laughs> the it's bomb. been really cool yeah and now i'm uh trying to climb a mountain and i found a random cave and i was Uh-oh. like oh interesting so now i'm exploring the cave and yep. it just makes me think of uh the original impetus of the Legend of Zelda, which was Miyamoto playing outside, growing up, and finding random caves, random things to explore, and everything. Did you did you trade any uh, bubble gems in? No. Where do I do that? Okay, so there's 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 these two monster brothers, and one of them is just like, I need to eat bubble gems so I can become a creature or whatever his story is. It's terrible. So you start bringing becoming. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. It's yeah, it's it, and it's weird. They have they have uh, masks on the back of their heads, and when you approach them, it always looks like you're talking to some scary thing, and then it turns around, and it's somehow even scarier. Um, but yeah, he's this <laughs> That's dude. That's a with good this, <laughs> Thank you. He's he, they're like they have these like messed up like tarp hot air balloons. There we yeah. go. Yeah, this is where they are. Where are they? So yeah, you go hunting for bubble gems. Uh, one of them is outside of a stable in the, I guess, the, like the northeast, the woodland stable right there. Oh, um, yeah. oh, this is my video. Hello. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're hanging out by that cave back there, and they're like, "There's a, there's a, a white frog in there. We want to kill it and steal its soul and eat it." Uh, so then you go in there and you fight and you get the bubble gems. You bring them back out. You feed him this awful b- boy thing, and uh, he trades you for. Uh, costumes so he'll give you like masks that are shaped like uh moblins or horblins or something like that and so he gave me like a moblin mask and i wore it to to like walk into a moblin camp and they were all like oh hey he's a, he's like a normal guy here he's my friend cool and then tullin that idiot bird man that hangs out with me all the time started firing my sweet child yeah, my started, little boy okay my friend this, yeah. he started firing arrows at the at the guys and like broke up the party immediately and they were like that's not a real moblin kill him <laughs> so they started trying to stab me and stuff like that so yeah anyway say uh turn off the avatars yeah yeah yeah, you can yeah, get rid okay. of them if you want. Yeah. But I always keep yep. them for, for cool wind bursts. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. I got I got beef with Air Balloon Guy. I, I found him. Uh, <laughs> I need. I wanted to do the thing you're talking about. I wanted to give him all of my gems because I have a lot. I've been doing a lot of cave exploration. Mm-hmm. I have like, like 30, 40, some, just massive stacks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I saw him on a hill outside of Terrytown. And mm-hmm. I'm like, great. I'm going to go over there. So I start running over there, over a hill, over a hill. It's a little far and run, 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 run. And I, I get, I'm like at the bottom of the hill. It's like 4, 4.30. AM, I get to the top of the hill, he's gone. He's gone. So I'm like, all right, I think he only comes out at night. So I'm going to build a campfire and wait for him. So I built a campfire. And he doesn't like, consider 4.30 AM night, by the way. I do. I do too. I don't yeah. know. I do too. I am, even with my current Tears of the Kingdom obsession, I'm not up at 4.30. Yeah, that's not. sleeping hour. That's sleeping time. It's dark. It's dark out there. Yeah, no. Um, I, I sit there and I wait until morning and he doesn't show back up. 
It's gone. Unbelievable. He ditched me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where he is now. I, I could look at one of Casey's wonderful hey. guides if I wanted to know. Um, <laughs> I'm going, I think, to keep uh, playing a little bit organically. But if I did really want to know that information, I would check out uh, IGN's wiki for Tears of the Kingdom. I, you I'm should. sorry. I'm watching the B-roll and the B-roll footage is literally blowing my mind right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you could shoot the ghost bunnies for rubies? Yeah. 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 And if yeah, you do yeah. it in slow motion, you can just keep stacking yeah. and stacking and you get better and better oh, rubies. I've never done that. Or rupees, so, rather. I haven't been... I've been occasionally using IGN's excellent walkthroughs mm-hmm. or... Plug, plug, uh, plug. ...to get through some of the, the shrines because <laughs> I'm now at a point where I walk into a shrine and I go, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's like the Grandpa Simpson revolving door <laughs> situation uh, from The Simpsons. But I... Uh, so Reb this morning was telling me, she's like, oh, did you get the auto builder? I'm like, yes, no. <laughs> and then she said, oh, no, okay, you can do this, this, and this. I'm like, that's really buried super deep into the oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely times where I walked into a shrine and I've been like, yeah, I'm too stupid for this right now. Like, I have to come back with a fresh set of eyes in the morning or something like that. Usually when I'm burning the midnight oil playing Switch in bed. Um, like, I did one yesterday where I was just like, nah, I don't get it right now. And then I woke up and did it this morning. And I was like, okay, cool. Mission accomplished. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much fun stuff out there. I think I had my favorite moment in the game so far. Uh, yesterday morning, I woke up, woke up at like 5 a.m. I was, mm-hmm. you know, plummeting in through the depths, running around, getting in trouble, fighting all sorts of nefarious beasts. 5 a.m. is morning. 4.30 is not. Exactly. Thank Correct. you. Yeah, that's, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a little bit of sunlight coming out. When you hear a bird, then you're good yeah, to you're go. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, the, and uh, I stumbled onto this coliseum called the floating coliseum and those are really fun did you play that one casey i did not okay tom did it and i am proud of him um so basically the coliseums in the depths are and i'm going to keep this as spoiler free as possible because i want people to experience the same kind of thing here uh they there's a treasure chest in the middle of the room and it's corrupted right and you can't open it and uh these doors start opening up and waves of enemies come out and by defeating all four or five doors worth of enemies uh the treasure chest will then open up and uh i did one where the first enemy was a lionel Mm. so i was like oh it's on it's on. If this is number one, then like, what are we ending with here? And it turns out it was like, oops, all Lionels. They just kept <laughs> kept going and they just kept getting tougher and tougher. And the fifth one was like armored and I was out of bombs. So I'm, I'm shooting, you know, Zonai missiles at him, chipping away at him. And I finally took him down. Treasure chest opens and it's like one of the coolest and rarest uh, headgear in the entire game. Uh, oh, nice. Very iconic for Zelda fans. Um, but yeah, I was just like, cheering and my hands were shaking like and it was you know 5 30 in the morning was like a 30 minute battle with these things how many hours have you put into this game brian i want to say like 100 at this point have you have you checked your playtime yet no but it feels it feels like 100 that would require turning the switch off so so i've put in probably (laughs) i i only saw the title screen the the first day it's just been in like sleep mode since then yeah i've put in like 80 so not i don't maybe not quite as many as you but Mm -hmm. a lot and i still have not seen a lionel it's Which crazy. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like I saw a Lionel and went whoop, whoop, whoop. right, but and I think you put <laughs> yeah, less same. than me. It's like a testament to how original, how, how different our experiences can be within the, this world. Yeah, I've literally never seen one. You've seen one and run away, and you fought apparently like fifty of them. It, it does feel like there's less of them this time around, right? Like yeah. it feels, it feels. I feel like in the first game there were there were key points, uh, especially in the Zora's village, uh, right past the, uh, mm. that that area. like a script. It's not oh, really yeah. Like yeah. kind of a scripted encounter where you're supposed to. It was yeah. for a side quest mm-hmm. where you had to take a picture of it. Yes. That's right. And I 
remember early on, like seeing that character and seeing the question mark pop over its head. And I was like, oh, he's a friend. And then the question mark filled <laughs> with red. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. Definitely not. No. And then he just bummed. And it was like, dun, 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 yep. and he runs at you. Am I crazy for feeling like this is less combat oriented than Breath of the Wild? Um, I think you're right. Because my partner played a good deal of Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And one thing that kind of made her stop ultimately was the shrines with the the enemies in them. Oh, yeah. 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 Test of strength. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she did not like those tests of strength. She only wanted to do the physics puzzles and collect Korok seeds. Right, right. Um, I I totally get that. Yeah, I played 45 hours of Breath of the Wild leading up to... And uh, Tears of the Kingdom definitely as less like battling you're a lot less required in fact those shrines where you have to learn how to use your like bow and arrow which i got to at like 40 hours into the game i'm like mm-hmm. I, already, I already know how to do this i don't i don't like those i actually mm-hmm. like the tests of strength a lot because i like really them too because they're weapons. less stressful i can walk in and be like oh i can beat this mm-hmm. cool yeah. uh, i'm not a puzzle solver and whenever mm-hmm. i meet people who have a lot of friction with this game and i know a few people they're like those freaking physics puzzles and i'm like i'm with you like i absolutely adored elden ring last year you know what elden ring doesn't make you do freaking physics puzzles no it doesn't do and i understand that like tears of the kingdom doesn't need to be elden it doesn't need to be elden ring it's its own vibe puzzles have always been a central part of the zelda experience it's like cool i respect it and i feel really good whenever i actually solve the thing and do the traversal uh not to bag on jedi survivor but i Mm -hmm. think jedi survivor is a perfect example of those kinds of puzzles done wrong Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i wasn't wild about them they're incredibly contrived they're just aggravating to do i'm like yeah yeah okay let me get back to the freaking lightsaber battles for god's sake (laughs) i I agree uh in in tears of the kingdom at least i feel like what's really cool about those shrines is that like it there's you can uh kind of idiot your way through them yes that's exactly it yeah like it there's there's very i've done stuff where i'm like that is not the way no they wanted me no. to do this. Your <laughs> yeah, no, I was showing Kat this this morning, and I posted a, a clip of this on Twitter as well. There is a shrine where it's it's trying. I don't even remember what it's trying to teach you about, but uh, the the final thing is you're trying to get this ball to a switch across um, a body of water, mm-hmm. and you have you don't have any fans, so you can't make one of those little rafts that you normally make. Uh, you have basically rafts with wheels on either side, and then a pile of boards, and. I realize now what it wanted me to do is like attach the board to the outside of the wheel dead center. So it would make a nice, even paddle boat on either side and just turn, oh. turn the wheels and like, uh, sorry, if this is a puzzle spoiler, whatever guys, solve it, solve it however you want. Um, but you, you go across, that's what it wanted me to do. And I didn't, but so actually I don't, I don't know if that's what it wanted you to do. <laughs> well, I thought so, about too late, like, but my, so my husband solved it the same exact way. Uh-huh. And I watched him do it. I was like, why would you make that like janky paddle boat? What are you doing? And he's like, well, how would you do it? And I like put the wheels on the platform and put it on, there's ledges and you can just put I it on top and it'll just ledges. drive across because you... on wheels, like a car. <laughs> I don't know. Some people post like these genius solutions or like I tweeted my video of what I actually did out and everyone's like, oh, why didn't you just solve it like this? I don't know because we all lose our brains yeah. when we're in these situations. Yeah. I don't know how to make this. So what I ended you up do. doing is I did these really long boards. I attached one to each wheel, like completely vertically and they made like these giant paddles, but one of them got stuck. So only one side was going around and it was just plump. 
loop all the yeah. way across the oh, stupid yeah, the, shrine. That is, the, this is not the shrine in the, question. The Tetris too. shrine was very funny. I look this, this oh one where you have to basically uh, rotate. Oh, I like this. Yeah, one. you yeah, have to rotate blocks. It's interesting because I almost feel like Nintendo is trying to do Brain Age mm -hmm. with this. It's like let's do spatial awareness puzzles. Train there's, brain. There's stuff in here that would have been its own Nintendo game, like on, oh, yeah. on the Nintendo you DSi know, or whatever. <laughs> this is terrible to admit because I reviewed the game, but uh, in Game Builder Garage, I feel like the movement on the three on the axes, scenes, oh. axes is in there, but I don't remember for sure. And mm. I haven't. Again, I haven't played anything else other than Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> but yeah, some of this feels very almost like Game Builder Garage was sort of a test bed for some of the ideas in this because nintendo loves making wrong. toys yeah like they yeah. like they're basically just making a shrine like shrines and dungeons and and a world full of little little blocks and legos and crap and they they yeah. want us to just manipulate them yeah the, the the language i've been using like i've been debating with my partner about this because we like talking about game design um but i've i've been thinking about how something that a, t a term that a lot of us like to use when we talk about video games, we talk about, oh, that's not the intended solution. That's not the intended solution. And I right. think we've got to like throw that word out the window for this game. Mm -hmm. There's there's no such thing as an intended solution. They will always offer you a solution available to you. Like it's they will, an they will... intended solution. Oh man, that was. <laughs> oh great. my gosh, that's, that's that very data of you, Seth. There should there, like light should go on behind you, like oh the fireworks or something. That was really good. Oh. You know, like when they used to say the special word on Pee Wee's Playhouse, and everything would just explode. <laughs> Yeah, we need that today. Um, but yeah, they'll offer you something. Like you're never going to roll up to a puzzle and there's just literally no way to solve it. There's a yeah. lot of stuff you need in the room with you. But if you don't want to do that, if you want to strap a rocket to your shield, if you want to do something else, if you if you want to make a really awkward paddle boat that is inefficient and I'm sorry terrible. rev you're right it's okay <laughs> it's okay yeah it's a totally valid way to do no, it but i didn't even make valid. a good paddle boat i made a bad paddle boat <laughs> a battle mm. boat a battle boat you can do that it's fine it's and okay it's it, it is it is one one of many things but there's no such thing like get get the words oh i didn't do it right i didn't do the intended way get that out of mm -hmm. your head it's not real it's fake yeah yeah it's not real Casey, you were on a couple of weeks ago and you, you were talking about how uh, there are some sh sections very early on in the Sky Islands, like in the tutorial, where you can yeah. get stuck. And yeah. I was thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, I played a shrine where I ascended and I was just like in a jail cell. And I was like, <laughs> well, it's curtains for me, I guess. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> and then uh, I looked over and I'm like, oh, there's a big board against yeah. the wall. So I'll just yeah. use that, put it on top of the cell, ascend through that, and I'm out. I didn't do it that way. What? I didn't know nope. you could do that. I did it totally different. Well, so somewhat differently. Did you make a ramp? Yeah. Oh, see? This is, oh man, this game's so good. Uh, <laughs> so good. Well, anyway, uh, thank you all for sharing uh, these incredible tales of adventure, uh, uh, whether or not these were the intended ways to play. Um, we'll never really know. One thing we know that Nintendo didn't intend for people to do, I don't think, is cheat. Casey, there are all sorts of crazy cheats in this game. People are duplicating items. They're stealing money. Mm -hmm. They're robbing. They are. What is going on with the cheats in Tears of the Kingdom? Look, before we get into the glitch cheats, I have to ask everyone, what do you consider a cheat? Uh -oh. Like when someone says I cheated, what do you what do you consider that? Like, would you consider using the amiibo to get the really awesome armor and stuff cheating that even no. though that was intended no. by nintendo well, no okay so I I, i've done amiibo stuff and gotten uh rewards that were like i i did a coliseum later on and it was a duplicate it, like they gave me twilight pants and i'm like oh i got this from amiibo so technically that's mm -hmm. cheating right i didn't have to do that whole combat arena i think no. see that's my first thought was 
Well, obviously, anything that in break that like makes use of a, a glitch or a bug within the game mm -hmm. to do something that the developers didn't necessarily intend, like duplicating diamonds. But then I thought, mm -hmm. well, I mean, there are many games with cheat codes. Yeah. And the first thing yeah. I thought was like SimCity and it's unlimited money code or something. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Amiibos are, right? Yeah. 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 That's true. So, yes, they are cheating. Infinite fish. You cheater. <laughs> yeah. So would when fighting the really scary enemies and you get to a spot where they can't get you and you just shoot arrows at it until it dies, is that cheating? No. That's cheesing. No. Any, so anytime the things. game is behaving in an intended way as in like an enemy's running mm -hmm. into a wall because the wall is there and the enemy isn't supposed to go through it and you're standing on a ledge hitting it like that's all intended i mean maybe maybe nobody at nintendo explicitly planned for that specific situation yeah but everything is behaving within the rules of this world and uh, if you're if you're mm -hmm. a, if you're manipulating that in a way that is advantageous to this is an elden ring example mm -hmm. but there was a moment like so you can kind of hit enemies through walls in elden ring and I like th there was a, a place where I manipulated this to like basically shoot my giant magic arrow through a wall and get rid of some enemies on the other side that I didn't really want to deal with. And then later there was a clip that I posted of me kind of like waltzing up, seeing a big giant asleep, seeing it start to wake up, turn around, run and hide behind the wall, thinking it wouldn't see me. And then it slashes me through the wall. Fair play, guys. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I hit wall. You can hit me through the wall. We're all on the same playing field here, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's the same thing in tears. Um, but that, like the item duplication stuff, where and Amiibo's the yeah. same way. Amiibo, it's it's within the rules of the game. It's how it works. D Seth, did you say cheesing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So cheesing yeah, is, yeah. I think cheesing, I think that's yeah. a that's a, an important uh, kind of yeah. delineation here. There's there's cheating and there's cheesing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheesing is like I remember there was like a fighting game called Primal Rage back in the day, where if you spin oh, this yeah. deep cut, right, <laughs> it was that dinosaurs beat the heck out of each other, and there were cave people there, and, and they peed on each other. It was bad. Classic. Um, yeah. <laughs> not a great game, but I enjoyed it as a child. Uh, and if you use the same move over and over in the arcade, a piece of cheese with like the no thing <laughs> over it would Funny. pop up, and you could make fun of the, your friend next to. You. How did you pull that up so quickly? Is that um, like the toasty of a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it would just... You would be like, you're cheesing, you're cheesing to your friend at the arcade. And it was like this mark of shame. So that it's it's definitely different than cheating, right? So Casey, mm -hmm. what, what are the cheats in Tears of the Kingdom? Because I'm going to be honest with you, outside of Amiibo, I'm not cheating at all in this game. No. Nope. I'm, I'm playing old okay. school. So there are actual cheats in this game, and they are all glitches. Like, they are completely unintended they're not supposed to be here in this game they're definitely going to get patched out eventually so if you want to make sure they keep working keep your game version at 1.1.1 i think yeah. but before i get to these super glitchy games there is one cheat that i don't think was intended but is a really cool workaround that uh, mark medina found Ooh. um so with auto build you can collect apples or whatever other materials like automatically you fuse a bunch of apples or whatever it is you want to collect. Like, say you want to go hunting for truffles. Uh -huh. You get five truffles out of your bag. You fuse them together. You save it in your auto build. And then you go to the cave where you think the truffles are. And you use auto build to build the five truffles. And it'll automatically gra grab all of them for you. What? So you just walk around with that on. And it can that collects the materials that's for you. Um, I, also, <laughs> right? I also don't think that's a cheat. I think that's I don't think totally that's cheat, within no. the bounds of... That's a no, very no, creative it's an, it's use of in-game mechanics. Yeah. yeah. Mechanics. There we go. If I showed that to AJ Aonuma, I think he would look at that and go, Oh, that's really interesting. That's it's very like, clever. Yeah. Very clever of yeah. you. I, I think he would say that. 
I, how did he even think right. to just glue a bunch of apples? I don't together? know. I mean, they must have, because I don't, I, I don't know. Marguerite is like, game to an inch with, within an inch of its life. So yeah. They had to have been aware of that. There was the story the other yeah. day about how they finished the game a year ago and they just spent the, a year doing polish. So well, it's which, just like the rest of us. It's all they could play. Like they, they couldn't do anything else. I like, know. Ah. Okay, so that's that's so that's those, how to gather apples quickly. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're the in-game in exploits. So we have all decided those are not cheats. Those are in-game. I don't even within know if I want to call them an exploit. Of the mm -hmm. of the, or they're of within the, the bounds of the rules of yeah. the game, so it's okay. But there are glitch cheats. So I spent like a whole day figuring out how one of them works, and there is a duplication glitch where you can duplicate items and weapons. And for some reason, when you drop a weapon if you equip another one before that weapon lands on the floor oh. um it doesn't register that you have dropped it oh. so you can equip another thing and it will duplicate there's like a whole like very detailed instructions on that how to duplicate items page is actually a whole another so there's one method method where you can put something on your arrow um I do like feel like I need to bring up my page because it, it's kind of it's simple but complicated. <laughs> so Which, by the way, people you, people get angry at us sometimes when we publish these because they're like, "Shh, don't tell them." Yeah, don't tell the anyone. <laughs> it's like it's not a multiplayer game, my dudes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's if, okay. you wanna, if you want to do it like this, you do it's it. It's not an esports. Um, here, <laughs> let me reread my yes. instructions. You, not yet. Um, Equip a bow, attach an item you want to dupe to your arrow, okay. um, go into the pause menu, drop the bow, equip a different bow, and then press plus to go into your menu twice very, very quickly. And your goal is to press, like, get out of the menu, get back in the menu before your oh original God, dropped so item cool. hits the ground. Okay, it is an eSport then. And yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, um, and then you drop the bow that you have and they will sandwich on top of each other and that's how you know you did it right what if they because the game doesn't think there's something there so it can drop it right on top of it and now you have oh, two okay um so <laughs> okay. i don't have time for this so like who's i know i, I, I don't who's figuring this out i don't want to stand like four days after the game was out people figured this out it's yeah. crazy yeah. this is insane there's a crazier one that I'll, I'll bring up but like they it's a very similar method with um weapons and shields and stuff and there's also a method where you use shield surfing same thing you jump in your shield shield surf and it like does the same effect somehow hmm. but we'll i'll have all of that will be on like how to duplicate items page on the wiki with like very specific detailed instructions but there are even crazier cheats um there's one to get an infinite like a, an unbreakable master sword whoa this one i have no idea how anyone figured this out <laughs> Um, I read these instructions on inverse, um, but Destin Ligari here also like figured out how to do that, but I haven't watched his video yet. Um, and this, I don't know how, how the heck anyone figured this out. So you start a new save, you get, I'm totally botching these instructions. Don't follow these instructions I'm saying right now. This is a very rude summary of, of the step-by-step -step instructions, but you start a new game, you get to a certain, certain place at the very beginning. So an autosave kicks off, uh -huh. you manually save, you put a boulder in a certain spot and you pick up, you have one weapon and you have your decayed master sword and that's it. You go to a certain spot on a staircase and it has to be that particular spot 
where it's below the largest stair in the staircase and you leave your game after dropping a weapon and you come back and you go back over to the boulder you break some breakable walls and stuff you leave you like get out of the game and come back again and now you have a master sword that's just on the floor totally there and it's called message not found <laughs> yeah Whoa. okay casey how next did... thing you're gonna tell me is if i wait to go to the ssn and until I have to surf in the HM for that. And then I surf around the SSN after I get off and find the truck. Uh, I can find Mew under the truck. This is the video game. That is exactly what it sounds like. This is a Zelda. It's, it is what it sounds number. like. This is missing yeah. now. It's like, yeah. That. But it works. Missing now. It works. I don't understand. But like, how did anyone f do that? Did they, were they recording and they just like happened to do that sequence events and then all of a sudden there's a master sword on the floor and they were like, ooh, how did I do that? Casey, like, I, I've been trying to unlock Sonic in uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee for about 25 <laughs> years now because I read a Game Informer article and it said to just leave, oh, the, no. ga leave the game on. Is that is that going to work for me? Sure. In, in On Melee? I mean, that is that is how you unlock how do you that is how you unlock Shang some Long of the characters. In the you go into Street a game. I know. I don't think Sonic's in that game. Which hunting? <laughs> oh. I don't. It's not. It's not. But it did, that is how you unlock some other characters. Yeah, I think you like leaving like your game hours, on. Right? Yeah, that's how I unlock me you too. Yeah. You just leave your game on it's and like you go 20... out for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes me think. Uh, Reb, I have a pitch for you. Oh, hello. The wild world of glitch hunters. Oh my gosh! All right, because I hold. I go ahead, Casey. No, just do it. There, there are whole communities of people who literally just exist to find to ex find exploits. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's sure like all they do. I'm sure the actual. I have no idea how this stuff works, but I'm sure the actual like explanation for this is that th there's a group of pe there's groups of people who's who are just interested in finding this kind of stuff. Somebody found on on accident or through this process like a a variation on what you just described that didn't necessarily d get you the master sword but did like some other strange thing right and they're like okay how can we use this weird thing we just found to do something useful and they started like piecing together what they knew about the game and what they knew about how this thing worked and then like rigged it to get to get master sword done like i'm sure i'm sure it wasn't an act this very specific sequence was not the thing someone stumbled upon i love that this that there was uh stairs involved because that's that reminds me of <laughs> super mario one with like the turtle tipping thing right Where, tipping, yeah. yeah the turtle would come down the steps you would jump on it the right way and get infinite lives i've never done that before. i've never pulled it's it off so either pulled it off. that makes me feel so good that that someone else here hasn't done that because yeah. i've played that game a million times and i've never been able to pull it i've also never beat mike tyson <laughs> Me neither. Nobody has. I've gotten Everyone to Everyone who them. says they have is a liar. They are it's liars. so hard. I know. He's really tough. The dropping stuff sounds like, uh, it, again, it, it just all sounds so ridiculous. The dropping stuff sounds like drop parties in RuneScape. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's like, hey, everybody, if you drop your <laughs> drop your items and we're going to like get you get the most expensive thing someone drops or whatever the heck those were. So, Casey, this creates an With unbreakable uh, broken master sword? No, it's the real Master Sword. What? And it can't be broken. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea how this works and how someone figured it out. Cause I thought the same thing like, oh, they get an unbreakable decayed Master Sword. I don't know why you'd want that. No, it's the real Master Sword. The only thing, the only caveat is that you cannot fuse things to it like you can the actual real Master Sword. Now, the question is can you get this glitch Master Sword and then still go get the real Master Sword? Mm. That's the question. I do not have an answer for that. But. I'm curious. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't make for good radio, but my jaws dropped right now. <laughs> uh, are there any other cheats out there that people should be looking for? Yes, there is one where you can get 999 small fairies. Um, but that's just the, that's the item, item duplication glitch. Uh, that's too. cheating. That's so, definitely cheating. 
That's yeah. infinite lives. You, then you can't die. Yeah. Yeah, you can't die. Super that's the super tedious cheat that I got on the on the dock. I mean, given how often I get the crap kicked out of me by various enemies, I'm sure eventually oh. I would run out of fairies if I did. Yeah, so I it's could not it's not man. never die. It's just take a long time. I could have used some of those in the to... Lionel house. Yeah. There are fewer enemies, <laughs> have... but they seem tougher than yes. before. They're yes. way yeah. tougher. They're smarter too. Especially in the yeah. deaths. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. When you oh. start seeing some of those crazy variants and you're like, I'm gonna die. Oh, oh god. god, yeah. There's more mini bosses. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I have to tell you guys, like when I was there is one variation of the duplication glitch where you can pretty easily duplicate weapons you haven't picked up before. Mm -hmm. And I, the only way for me to test that was to go and kill a Lionel because it was basically the only weapon type that I have not picked up yet. All right. And when you kill something and it drops stuff on the ground, if you save and reload, the weapons aren't still there. Oh. So I had to kill oh. this Lionel over and over and over and over again to test this thing and figure things out. Like the thing that you are duplicating um has to be the weakest thing in that inventory slot or else it will not work <laughs> uh, and you know how long it took me to figure that stuff out oh my god oh my god that that makes me actually <laughs> feel bad for the lionel because like you just keep showing up to his house and oh, beating yeah. him up and he's like why do I, they keep doing that to me at some point i glitched the game where i would go in and the lionel the, the um like battle music would be playing and the lionel would be standing there just staring at me <laughs> but unable to move <laughs> she's terrified of you i don't know why yeah. she's it, back. It started no. to do that oh, he was just mad at me reloading like the save over and over again yeah yeah he was probably just like i'm not gonna fight you i'm just not gonna do it i can't just kill me just kill me get it over with i'm done well, Casey, uh, thank you so much. Uh, all of these cheats are on the IGN guide right now. You can go check those out, uh, in, in, assuming you're a dirty, filthy cheater and you want to go to jail. Yeah, boo. Yeah, it will totally ruin your experience, honestly, Like, especially the fairy cheat. Like, I kind of understand if you're totally in a pinch and you have maybe you're stuck down in a cave and there's a bunch of breakable rocks and you have no weapons and you have no bombs mm -hmm. and you want to duplicate some of your bomb flowers so you can get out without having to redo the entire game. Use your Nobo. Just I get that. Plan better. Yeah. Throw yeah. That, plan better. I don't know. To. Throw that. Okay. That, maybe that, don't do that. that. That's still Goron cheating. At them. <laughs> Just launch him. You... <laughs> what if you don't have him yet? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah, cheat I then. <laughs> cheat. <laughs> well, Casey, thank you so much. Uh, now, a thing that feels illegal in Tears of the Kingdom, but is actually totally legal, are the weapon fusions. Uh, Seth, people are doing yeah. completely crazy things out there what is going on in the world of fusions well i'm gonna tell you something this game has really inspired me to try fusions in real life so i did that oh ahead boy. Of time. so first off it's a potato masher and a soup ladle. oh and this thing has a, a plus three uh, of getting your drawer open or against yep. getting your drawer open yeah okay and then this one is this is right you like this one okay it's a uh it's a poster mailing tube with a Nike sneaker onto it. And this is, you know, you can kick soccer balls with it. Yeah, and, that's and good. That's have fun. Um, this is probably the most dangerous one, and I I might regret this, but it's a, a MEP gas plumbing torch and a... Uh, and a uh... don't, don't can't see the fire. Don't push the button. But there's fire. Oh, there's fire. Yeah. He pushed the button. Yeah, there's fire. What's on the other end of it? A plunger? It's a... No, 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 no. It's a broom. Oh, so no, sorry. <laughs> These are my real life fusions. The bottom so. of that room is disgusting. It's that pretty cool. You know, room. you can fuse anything. Like, you should see my dog and cat fusion upstairs. They're so I, bad. Seth, I, Seth, I thought yes. for sure you just had brought like a clip of someone sticking a mushroom to a fork, and I thought, yeah, this will be fine. 
Um, that was no. so much better. I want to I want to point out that Seth, Seth's assignment this week was to see what the community is doing with fusion. <laughs> um, yes. And so, just like Tears know. of the Kingdom, you you misinterpreted the assignment, but the end result is still is still successful. There so. was no intended well, actually, solution to this. Uh -huh. I did go online to find some crazy fusions, ah, okay. and I'm going to tell you something. This game is so complex and enormous that no two websites have the same advice. Like everyone's like, "This is the strongest weapon," and I'm like, "I don't. That's I have a stronger weapon than that." So mm -hmm. there is no like right or wrong way to do fusions. Um, but I do have some favorites. Like, for example, if you uh, kill one of the skeleton enemies, you know, the, the Bacoblins or the skeleton Lizalfos and take yeah. their arm and just fuse it on anything. It just sits on your back, just like flapping around. <laughs> it, it gives me great joy. And it's actually, it's a really strong, like it makes for a really strong weapon. It just, it breaks because, you know, it's made of brittle bones <laughs> from dead ghost enemies. Um, Another one. Oh yeah, just throw a diamond on anything, and you're just gonna have a really powerful. Not just not your shield. Yeah. Not your shield. I was gonna ask you about that one, but um, don't do the, that. It's worth too much horn. money, though. I know. It's well, yeah, it's uh, the shield fusions are a little bit crazier than the weapon ones. What should I put the on my Lizalfo's shield? horn plus a sword is a badass weapon. Um, what else? Oh, any of like the boss boss level drops, like a yeah. Hinox horn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or cat uh, um, cat asks Talus heart. Cat asks, "What should we put on our shields?" Uh, the 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 springboard thing is yes. really funny. You put like a spring on the shield, and then enemies run at you, and they go bung, and they just bounce right <laughs> off. It's, it's great. It doesn't do any damage, also, but it's, it's it just infuriates them. And anytime it's very that you scene. can stun them, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That's what I was gonna say. Was probably I think my personal favorite, and maybe Casey, you can back me up on this. I think the sh most effective fuse that I've found is dazzle fruit on an arrow against enemies in the depths mm -hmm. or yeah. the uh what are those spooky uh zombie boys called the skellington guys the gibdos the gibdos oh, oh yeah. my god you can depending on your bow you can one shot kill them if you put a dazzle fruit if you fuse a dazzle fruit to your arrow before you shoot mm. them dazzle fruit um, generally makes enemies drop their weapons right yes yeah. dazzle fruit's the jam because you don't even have to hit the enemy and they'll be like ah, blah, blah. they they just mm -hmm. go blind so i want that dazzle is fruit jam now seth like that mm, yum, yum, yum. it'll sparkle your tummy and make it real good but oh also cat you said you were going to go into zora's domain i have a little a little pro tip uh -huh. go ahead and uh fuse from uh, one of those stupid whiz robes who i hate i hate whiz robes a lot mm -hmm. grab his magic wand after you murder him fuse an opal to it uh -huh. it throws three bouncing water balls uh that clean up the sludge and by the time you get to the boss, it is maybe the most helpful item you can have. It doesn't do a lot oh. of damage, but having that three bouncy balls of water like going everywhere, trust me. I'm taking right. notes. I'm taking notes. Oh, that's any, great. Any water and ice weapons too, um, if you're down in lava, it creates platforms out of, out of the lava. Yes, that's mm -hmm. another one. That's you can just bypass. Helpful. Yeah, you can just totally bypass puzzles and be like, well, I have the magic rod, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Is that not, cheating? No, not I'm sorry. cheating. <laughs> I saw on, like, on yeah. water you could make ice platforms too. That was basically yep. um, yeah. the, the, a power in Breath of the Wild. I've gotten out yeah. of many <laughs> a dumb situation that way. Yeah. It's great. Mm -hmm. I, you can just stick icicles onto swords and now you have an ice sword. Yeah. Right? What? I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I have another dumb just question. Just icicles lying around. Where yeah, are all the Zonai thingies? Because I can't ever seem to find them. Sky. This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey 
a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I, I, the, I go into the sky. The gotcha machines in the sky. Them. I got time bombs. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of time bombs. Yeah, there's 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 about like five or six gotcha machines in the sky, and then there's a couple gotcha on the land, and I think there's one or two underground too. There is. Yeah. If you go to our interactive map, you can actually see a map of all the zone A. Oh, oh awesome! Damn. My favorite one is in Terrytown. Um, I think it gives generally the best. Oh stuff. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so if you just need like a landmark to move towards, you're if you're in Zora's domain, you're actually like one zone down from Terrytown. 
I haven't been to Terrytown yet. I okay. still haven't if been you, to Terrytown. If you just kind of meander your way north out of Zora's domain uh, and hit up Terrytown before you go down to Zora's, uh, there's a there's a machine there that gives you like it's all the best stuff. There's like a control there's like control sticks in it, rockets, yep. uh, little fans, like all all the stuff that you need to just like make basic crap to get you out of dumb situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to Terrytown really for good, sure. Yeah. It's 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 great now. They have a phenomenal. There's a Applebee's. They have a there's like a couple of <laughs> yeah. dive bars. Is there a Taco Bell? Yeah, there's a, yeah, next yeah. to the record shop. It's awesome. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Uh, they have, even like, have a Del Taco. Street hot dogs with bacon and all that. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff <laughs> happening over there. Um, anything else that we should be looking out for infusion-wise? Well, oh. Casey and I were talking ahead of time, and Casey, you sort of coined this awesome term that I think is super <laughs> appropriate, but if you could explain it better than I will ever because oh. it's your thing. So um, we were experimenting a lot with fusions for guide purposes and discovered the same thing that you did. There is no real, like, best thing but we i did notice there are certain fusions you can make that change the entire look of the weapon so instead of it looking like just a sword with like a rock attached to it the actual sword blade changes its look Ooh. like i think um like lazalfo's horn was one of them uh there's some of the dragon parts that do that some of the i think the okoblin boss horns when you attach it to a spear and also sword it just like replaces the blade it looks so cool and i, I want to call these yeah. true fusions because the game recognizes that they should change the look of what you're fusing it to. Um, and I think these look the coolest. I mean, they look way less dorky than just uh, having like a rock or an apple right. attached to the tip <laughs> of a sword, right? But I, I hope, uh, like, the end goal is to have a list of all of those Oof, eventually. It's, it's but not so right much now. experimentation. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's seemingly endless combinations of stuff. I have to wonder, like, I'm, I'm not good at math. But I don't know, like, what is the number of possible, like, combinations that you could make in this game? I mean, I don't know how many items there even are, so that's, I can't start. Must be so many. We're, we're actually working on a tool that will oh. com combine the things for you in, like, a oh, that's awesome. spreadsheet type format. Whoa. I don't know. We're, we're figuring oh, it out. Man, product we're product about is working on it. Now. What, was, Ooh, yeah. what was the old Borderlands number? 11 D billion or 11 billion D? <laughs> Yeah, they made up a fake number. Billion guns. I'm sure you could actually math this out by like multiplying the number of like items in the game by the or the yeah. number of like attachable items in the game by the number of like weapons. I'm I'm a journalist. I don't do math, but yeah. whatever. There, there's math for that. Some mm -hmm. math person do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's math. I think there's like I'm not going to do it. A, no. Like a specific path to get to where we are collectively today is to be not that great at math. Yeah, I think. I'm fine. I, I can I'm do actually fine. Are you? You're good at it I've though, right? Become I've become pretty good at math, but very specifically, I've learned, I've become really good at Googling in a really specific way to figure out what formula I need to use for the thing I'm trying to figure out. Mm. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's, you don't that's what I do for math. business. That's the key. Spreadsheets for that. We have Casey. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, spreadsheets. that's what I do. I, I use so many spreadsheets calls. for math. Yeah. I don't go. even know how to make a spreadsheet. Mm. Be completely honest with all of you. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Seth, you Casey. just fuse jelly and a piece of paper together. It's you a just spreadsheet. Yeah. Fuse the Boom, smartest two. color. Oh my God. Dad jokes in one show. Yeah. Uh, Reb, Tears of the Kingdom is packed with tons of awesome side stories and NPCs, and just uh, it's just teeming with life and, and characters. Uh, let's talk about some of our favorites. Um, how how have you? enjoyed that aspect of it uh interacting with people many of which don't remember who we are yeah i i think that's <laughs> been one of my favorite parts actually i i thought i love breath of the wild was my favorite game of all time uh at, at the time but i mean it wasn't really a criticism 
it, it was purposeful. Breath of the Wild felt like a very lonely game. Like the, mm. like the whole point was that you were in this sort of post-apocalyptic, beautiful, nature-filled thing, but the, like the people were scarce. Uh, there were some towns, but everyone was kind of holed up in them. There wasn't there weren't a lot of travelers on the roads. It was like really empty, and Link was on this very solo journey. But like the theme of Tears of the Kingdom is very much about partnership and joining hands and and forging relationships with people to do they, they talk about all the time and like all the conversations like we're doing using this together you're not alone that's good what using, using relationships, relationships. Using, I, I mean yeah basically um <laughs> joining our ultra hands together to become friends Aww. oh my god um but the yeah and so not only there, there's like the towns are still there but there's even more towns than there were before there's a lot more side quests as a result there's a lot more people on the roads or random characters you can just find out in the wild um and they all have i feel like a lot more to say and a lot more interesting things to say and uh there's there's just a lot of them that are really good there's a lot of like really small encounters that you might recognize from breath of the wild i actually the thing that made me think about this in the first place is the other day i was doing some unrelated side quests and i do you remember the lady who got mad when you stepped on her flowers yes uh yeah. her again she's really? in this game and she's guess what still mad about the same thing uh, she's got to get over it. It's in a different context. <laughs> like it's, it's like you should you should find her when you can. Mm -hmm. I you won't you won't necessarily know you're finding her when you do, but like um it, it'll be really obvious once you start talking to her. Um but yeah, I was just I was delighted by this. I was like, oh my god, she's like I know exactly who this is. Um and there's there's a lot of characters like that. There's like some named NPCs that you'll recognize, but there's also like like smaller NPCs who like you know people at stables who are still at those same stables yeah, doing the yeah, same yeah. stuff. Um. But there's also grander side quests too, and I think my favorite so far is uh, no surprise the Lucky Clover Gazette stuff uh, with the journal the journalist the Pelican guy yeah Pelican ah. uh -huh. <laughs> I love him so much oh my god it is it is adorable you're you have to like you you meet them first uh, him and his boss Tracy at Lucky Clover Gazette and mm. they sort of assign you uh, th there's there's scoops to be had and most of the scoops have to do with Princess Zelda because she seems to be appear this part of the plot of this game is she's like kind of appearing around missing. Hyrule. Yeah. Well, she's missing, but she also seems to be appearing to people all over Hyrule yeah. um, and behaving strangely in all these different encounters. And so he is basically investigating rumors about Princess, Princess Zelda at all the stables. And some of them are not related to these appearances. Some of them are just like, oh, this horse that used to belong to Princess Zelda is missing, so we need to find it or whatever. Right. Or like, oh, I, I thought I heard a voice that sounded kind of like Zelda's down the road. Like, can we figure out what that is? And you know, I mean, the the response, basically all of these, the answer to the side quest is, oh, it was actually just something like very boring and ordinary that like we thought was maybe related to Zelda, but it was not. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really cute because he's like talking about doing good journalism and he's like, okay, well, we need to, I have these theories, but we have to make sure they're true. Like, I mean, we can't just go on theories, right? So we need to like, right. we need to interview people who saw what happened. We need to go like, look at this firsthand. We need to make sure we have all of our facts straight before we report on it. And I'm like, I love this guy. There's also, there's a, there's a, a great yeah. tangible reward for doing that side quest, which is they will send you pieces of the frog suit, yes. which will allow you to look ridiculous, but also climb wet surfaces when it's raining. Yeah. Yes. Also, I really love frogs. So this yeah. whole thing has just really spoken to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. I love this guy. Yeah. That, that, that whole side quest is awesome. Um, I think one of my favorite side quests didn't really even involve NPCs, but I went there because of you, Reb, you tweeted out, like you're flying through the sky and you're like, I'm going to go in the cube. I'm going to go in the cube. <laughs> yeah. And then like an hour later, you're like, I was in the cube. <laughs> like, it was... I didn't want to tell people what was in yeah. the cube. And so I, I, I wanted to do it and it was just classic tears of the kingdom where like you pull on a little thread mm -hmm. and then an hour and a half later, you're like, what did I get myself into? Oh yeah. And it's, it spans 
all parts of the game to going in that cube. And a, a couple hours later, you're like, I cannot believe this is still going. Yeah. And I'm fully enthralled and there's, um, there's combat and there's puzzles and you know, it's, it's awesome. So yeah. And there's actually a couple of cubes. There's also a ball, a big sphere. Yeah. There's there, so far I found yep. two cubes, a, a rectangle cube. I don't know if there's a word for that. A rectangular prism. Sorry. There I do remember ah. that. Um, and a sphere that I found so far. I don't know if there's mm -hmm. more. Um, and the sphere is fun too. Yeah. The sphere yeah. is different, but the sphere is very fun. It, it felt like a classic kind of Wind Waker puzzle. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's a similar a quest to what you're describing um, in Lookout Landing, actually, that I think... I think appear, it might appear after you beat the first dungeon. I don't remember when it shows up, uh, but there's a character who's basically like, hey, I'm some weird voice. I, I broke a hole in the wall and now there's some some weird, weird voices. I think it's all my fault. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to quit my job. Oh, oh no, woe is me. And I, I was like, oh, this is probably nothing. I'm going to go solve this problem for this lady. Um, and I went in and I thought I was going to do a job that took like five minutes. And so I walk in, handle this problem, but then there's like a cave behind it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep going. Oh. And so I keep going. And then I keep going. <laughs> and then I, I was doing this for over an hour. This, this thing it is the pulling on a thread. I'm like, all right, right, I'm gonna, right. right. It's a really quick task, but no, it was, it was like so sprawling. And I ended up coming out of it with like really good reward, um, especially for early on in the game. Um, and just having had this like wonderful adventure, there was like a mini boss involved. There was all, all kinds of stuff. It was so much fun. And we've, that stuff is just everywhere. We've mentioned this before on Talk of the Kingdom, but I really love how this game, uh, and it's like cliche to say at this point, but like sort of respects your time. Like it, the, like it really gives you rewards that feel worth the effort that you put in. Like for the yeah. most part, you know, there's a couple of times where like you, you get an opal and you're like, all right, well, Seth taught me how to turn that into a magic wand so now i'm yeah, happier man. about those things welcome yeah but for the most part like it, you you go on this whole trek uh, on a side quest and you follow that that thread and at the end of it is like some uh, you open a treasure chest and something really cool happens yeah and i think it's really good that they they put that much care into this because it never betrays your trust yeah yeah that's a, well put yeah yeah so yeah, uh, those are just some of our favorites so far. Uh, let us know in the comments what you're digging in terms of side quests. There's actually an element of this game we haven't really gotten to talk about too much, and um, we will be very conscious of spoilers here. But uh, Kat, you did the Wind Temple. I don't know if you've done any temples past that, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, that experience because I think that the Wind Temple is, it seems to be the one that people gravitate towards first. Because the game tells you to go there. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the only times the game is like uh, that that way. And if you try to go elsewhere, you'll run into pretty powerful enemies. Yeah. And yeah. you'll go, oh, maybe I should go do the temple that it's mm -hmm. telling me to do. So tell me, tell me about that experience for you, because there's been a lot of talk about dungeons going into this game, and they're not necessarily so far for me like the quintessential classic zelda dungeons but they get close enough to scratch that itch it ruled and it made me think a lot about how breath of the wild approached the divine beasts yeah and every all the events leading up to the divine beasts and in many respects it's not that dissimilar to how breath of the wild ends up hang, handling all of that but in the typical tears of the kingdom fashion it does feel expanded and very faithful to the concepts. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much about what happens to the, in the Wind Temple, but in broad strokes, so one of the games that I played a lot growing up was uh, Jedi Knight. Yeah. And oh, nice. a thing that always really sticks out to me is there's this sequence of levels where you start out in town, you fight through town, 
You get to this, you see this Imperial Fortress in the distance. You get into the Imperial Fortress. You fight into the Imperial Fortress. You get to the top of the Imperial Fortress. You fight a Jedi. And then you get onto the roof and you're escaping through the roof and you can see the town in the distance. And that sequence of events makes the world feel so connected. That I sense think. of scale, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really tremendous uh, sense of continuity that I really think that goes into the very best level design. Uh, another similarity is the reason why Dracula's castle still resonates all these years is Castlevania. Uh, in the original one, you'd be running across that bridge, you'd see stuff in the distance. Yeah. And it feel like the continuity is yep. really strong, right? Oh, I love that stuff. I love that stuff, especially back in, you know, back in the ancient days of, of very simple games, you know, you weren't, it wasn't really necessary, like, see that mountain, you can go there. But they would pad out uh, the world building a bit by showing you things in the periphery and the foreground and the background that would make you think, like, this is a fully realized, built place. It's one of the things Dark Souls did so well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the original Dark Souls has probably one of the greatest maps yeah. Yeah. of all time. Uh, it, it makes so much sense. It's really, really well done. But I, I like the sequences that lead you to the Wind Temple. Yeah. Just the first challenge is just getting there. And yeah. It's not easy. No. Honestly. No. And it just, it, 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 it you just keep. Uh, on uh, kind of unfurling the path to get there yeah. and it just seems bigger and bigger and higher and higher and all of a sudden you're like oh wow i'm i'm here now <laughs> yeah. ascending into the heavens yeah you have to go up and you look up and you think all right up and then you don't really realize how up right really right. really up yeah the sense yeah. of found... scale is incredible and yeah. when you first arrive in the uh the rito village it points it out to you says this is where you're going yeah and it seems impossibly far away mm -hmm. and yeah. the game's like no no and there's nothing like that <laughs> in breath of the wild um well previous Zelda games would like maybe point towards something like that and then you'd hit something that would warp you there yeah. right mm -hmm. and with this it's like no they want they want you to take that that voyage yourself so breath of the wild feels very flat yeah by yeah. comparison um in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, wow, okay. uh, Spock says <laughs> that his pattern is indicative of two-dimensional thinking. Yeah. And in Tears of the... And then so they use the Z-axis. They go down. In Tears of the Kingdom, there's Z-axis. You're going up into the sky. You're mm -hmm. going underground. And it makes the world, by, uh, by extension, feel huge, enormous. The scope's mm -hmm. incredible. And... Uh, Tears of the King uh, and the Wind Temple is just exemplifies. Yeah, that, I think. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was just a, a really it was five sort of simple tasks uh, fused together to create one temple, and there was various ways you could do them. You could do them in any any order, which I thought was really clever too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it culminates in a really fun fight, like a really fun fight. Yeah. Which I just realized as Kat said it. Yeah. yeah, that that boss fight takes place entirely on the Z axis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good boss then, fight, and mm -hmm. uh, I like Breath of the Wild a lot. Uh, the Divine Beasts were maybe my least favorite part. I of hate that, that camel. I don't like that camel. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> every single week. I'm gonna talk about how I don't like that camel. And like finding the variants of Ganon, like Thunderblight Ganon. I mean, they were cool boss fights, but it felt almost like a attack demo. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it was like a like subaquatic Batman action yeah. figure or whatever. You know, like other weird variants. Like yeah. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom really builds out those encounters and yeah, like for the most part, Wind Temple, not that different. 
from your typical the way that they handle the divine beast yeah yeah but structurally it was the same mm-hmm. yeah but it felt less contrived and a lot more part of the um the actual not that the divine beasts themselves weren't kind of cool like right had some cool stuff that you did to get to them in breath of the wild but so i've i've only done the wind temple and the fire temple and uh, since some of you haven't done that yet i'm not going to say i'm going to say even less about it but i will say that like it it felt uh, a little more deliberately like this is where you need to go and i ignored all of those rules and did everything in the fire temple uh air quotes wrong like all of it mm-hmm. all of it i just did i like climbed i ascended i you know snuck around the back and the side and faked my way through all of it and solved all of it and it felt really awesome because I, I was like i know this is not what they want me to do and this is not sequence breaking and it's not glitching and it's not cheating Again, it's all using your your intended tools uh, in 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 ways maybe they didn't intend, but that that I, that I had that option on my first playthrough was really fun and like really clever and like mm-hmm. it makes me think that when I replay this game years from now and I do play it, air quotes normally, uh, <laughs> it will feel completely different. It'll feel like a brand new level to me. Yeah, yeah. Casey, I heard you mention the music. I yeah. can't skip oh. talking about that. The music during the boss fight at in the Wind Temple just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but I, as a fan of previous Zelda games, I was just so stoked to hear it's that. I immediately went to go fight. listen to yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah, it's so epic. And I also, I also have just really been enjoying the getting to the temples. Mm-hmm. Yes, like those sequences mm-hmm. have been so fun. Like I've just been out loud saying, "Wow, this is really fun," it's like and a I final don't. Test. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't do that a lot with games anymore. I'm just like, well, Same. this is such a fun, new, novel experience. And I am getting that all the time, and especially in the temples. And it's just going back a little bit to, I think, more classic Zelda temples, because you're giving they're giving you kind of a new ability, and you have to use it yes. to get get to the place or get through the place. And it's really fun the, the way they put that together. Yeah. yeah. Of- Somebody in the mm-hmm. Facebook group actually said they, they had the same exact thought I did. They're like, oh, I thought when I got to the to, to the temple, I thought I was already through the dungeon. Yes. Yeah, they they oh, realized yeah. that like, oh no, that was just getting to the dungeon to actually go through the dungeon. dungeon? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I had the same thought and I was like, oh crap. Okay. This kind of rules. I actually, I'm a weirdo. I went to the water temple first. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> Never go to the water temple first. <laughs> Gotta get it out this of the is way. just a Zelda thing. It's like, yeah. watch out. Oh, God, the water temple. The water temple. I'll add on to what Casey said really quick. And, like, I'm really glad that the temples bring back a thing from Breath, uh, from Breath of the Wild specifically where, like, okay, the structural thing of all the temples is basically hit X amount of buttons. It's not really that simple, but it's it's basically do, do this X amount of, of the same task and then boss. Uh, but... In Breath of the Wild, uh, when you were hitting these buttons, uh, with every new thing you accomplished, and like it was the same music track, but you started out with a really basic music track, and then it added on another layer of instrumentation. Right. So by the time you would hit all five buttons or whatever, you were hearing like this scoring, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like desperate theme. But it started out as this little like really quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar thing happening in Tears of the Kingdom with the dungeon themes, where like each new task adds on another layer of instrumentation. Yeah. And it's, it's phenomenal. Oh, so good. <laughs> Even the camel does it in Breath of the Wild. And I don't like the camel, but I got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, I did mention at the top of the segment uh, shrines. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of our favorites so far. Reb, I think you and I have two that we just keep yelling about all the time. The, the I don't know what yours is. Is it the Jenga shrine? I loved the Jenga shrine. And the Roomba shrine. And the Roomba shrine. 
god! Yeah, that's what, so. We just have silly <laughs> names for them because it's, it's always like the Mawakshi Shrine. Or if you know, like you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. The Ruma Shrine is one. It's one of those ones where you basically uh, you are dropped in, you know, naked and afraid. They take away all your toys and all your weapons and apples and stuff like that, and you have to kill a bunch of uh, Zonai construct guys, and they give you these uh, Roombas that basically like will charge at the enemies for you. Huh. But just on their own, they're just kind of like these dumb drones. They're a little annoying. They don't yeah. really know what to do. But you can fuse weapons to the front of them or uh, ultra hand <laughs> weapons to the front of them, and they become a huge nuisance. So you'll send them out into this uh, shrine, and I stuck like a... I, I angled like a sword on one of them and a, like a spiked wall on one of them. Yeah. And there, these, there's just like these five robots, and they're just trying to beat him with sticks. And like, I'll kill you, <laughs> stupid thing. And it's just so funny to watch. And then Link is sneaking around around in the back and he's like yeah. making other ones it's so much fun because like you can't you at the very beginning they only give you a like a stick in that yeah. one they don't give you it, it is completely <laughs> useless to attack them head on and the first two things they give you are like these big spiked metal plates that you can put on them and so you can use the first two as like battering rams and just go at them but then if you sneak around the back of the shrine there's increasingly more powerful stuff oh, yeah so by the end i've got like one spitting fire another one with like an ice beam a laser and a lightning <laughs> yeah. beam on. just like one of them i finally attached a cannon to it and i was like all right go and a guy ran up to me and it just goes <laughs> so good so by the end i think i had like every roomba in the shrine yep. doing something and i was just sitting on top going yeah and the other one I didn't touch a single zone eye construct they did it for me the other one is uh that we really like is the the jenga shrine is basically like you know there, there's a lot of just really intricate puzzles in this game and physics puzzles and stuff like that and this one you just walk in and it's just like it's literally just jenga and there's it's called a, courage to pluck yeah and there's a ball on top of the Jenga pile, and you use Ultra Hand to pull blocks out like you're playing real Jenga. But also inside, there's a treasure chest, uh -huh. so you have like this secondary uh, goal. And it was it when it topples over, it you know automatically rebuilds back up, and you get infinite tries and stuff like that. But I thought it was just like such a fun little toy yeah. to throw in there because you never know what you're gonna get when you walk into a shrine. I think like it's one of my favorite aspects of these games is you're like, am I gonna get a, a combat one? Is it gonna be like a major test of strength like in in Breath of the Wild? And you're like, I'm gonna get my butt kicked or it's going to be this puzzle that you're banging your head against the wall but or the jenga shrine to play jenga yeah or i'm gonna play jenga <laughs> uh yeah this is we're looking at it right now and it was you know not a spoiler just you know you can play this your own way and obviously he's doing it differently than i would have but uh <laughs> that's that's the beauty of all of this right like i didn't even i don't even know why those were being electrocuted but i didn't even know you could come out on this what Okay. Yeah, welcome, that, welcome to the welcome beauty solution, Brian. I did it from the ledge, and I was like reaching up, like I was a kid trying to reach. There's a whole switch shelf. there. <laughs> I missed it. I somehow That's missed great. that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how this game constantly makes you feel smart and then stupid. Uh, Seth, what has been your favorite shrine so far? Man, I, I watching that Zelda one or the the Jenga one rather. I I think I'm leaning towards that one mm -hmm. as being my favorite but i've done so many of them like i can't even really they, they're starting to blend together at this point like it's, it's easy for me to say well i know my least favorite ones are the ones where you have to like learn how to use your sword oh yeah uh, yeah mm -hmm. like i'm like nah um i will say that this is another little pro tip if you get into a shrine and your friend texts you don't look at the text while the like explanation of the shrine oh, right. comes up on the screen because then you're just like oh uh, i don't know what to do mm -hmm. and i actually got stuck in a shrine for a little while because i didn't know 
I know I could have backed out, but I like a challenge. Open up your map if you're ever doing that, because it'll have the name of the shrine on there. Uh, okay. And I really love the names, how the names of the shrines always have clues in them, like as to what you're mm -hmm. supposed to be doing. Like courage to pluck. I know that's like silly, but it was really good because I'm like, what the heck does that mean? And then I walk in and I see the Jenga tower and the ball on top, and I'm like, oh, it's I need to have the courage to pull blocks out and yeah. and do, solve the Jenga. Well, Dude. I. I did one last night where I had to build like a like a Louisiana Bayou fan boat and like go over <laughs> yeah. some sand and it wasn't challenging it was like but it was just super fun to just be like hockey pucking around the sand yeah. and almost getting to the edge and be like oh no 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 and then saving it last second so yes the uh, the Louisiana fan boat uh, shr uh, shrine is my favorite That's one pretty good um I want to say and I'm trying not to spoil anything but I want to say there was a uh, a shrine that was uh like a, a nod to Iwata. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like the We'll we'll get into that. I don't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> there yeah, it is. Look, look out for that. Um oh, there's yeah, but this is, this is oh yeah, this one. Yeah, you can just make like Oh, this a... is not this is actually there's I guess there's two Louisiana fan boat. Um, yeah. Oh, Casey, yeah. you got you have these in Florida, right? <laughs> yeah. I wrote yeah, I wrote one boats. when I was there. <laughs> They're so much fun. Mitchell Mitchell Saltzman visited Florida, and we went on an airboat ride with him. It was All right. a good time. Oh, that's Salt cool. alligators. <laughs> good stuff. Um, Kat, what about you? Any any favorite shrines? No, no. <laughs> I, uh, Not I your favorite in, part. Well, no. I walk into a shrine, and I'm instantly stressed out because I'm like, oh god, I hope I can get through this quickly <laughs> so that I can get whatever the award is. And sometimes they're a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what the heck this thing is asking me to do. Okay, I'm leaving now. Bye. They're very useful warp points. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yes. having said that, I have big respect for the shrines in Tears of the Kingdom because they make such great use of the actual um, abilities. And they're often very entertaining. And I think that they are so much more interesting than they were in Breath of the Wild. where. Yeah. When I think of Breath of the Wild shrines, I think of tilting the little ball around. Oh it's almost like the you're motion playing puzzles. Yeah, you're playing Seventh Guest or something, or you're fighting enemies. And here, the puzzles are really involved. Mm -hmm. They make amazing use of the actual Ultra Hand ability, and that. Um, and sometimes they make me feel kind of dumb, and I don't particularly like that. And I'm like, I'd rather just go fight something. I but. constantly forget about Ascend constantly and i'm always you know i'm all, i'm like i can't jump on this thing it's too high all right i guess i'll go to bed and then i'm like oh that's right you can you warp through the ceiling mm -hmm. perfect i'll just do that uh that's my favorite ability i it's so cool i was in sora i like do the ascend because it's pretty helpful to get jet up yep and i just appear in the ground and this npc goes what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Casey, what about you? Do you have a favorite shrine? So I just, <laughs> it's so funny how these shrines can make you feel so smart, but also so, so stupid. Uh -huh. I was trying to figure out <laughs> a shrine. I think it's called Mayachin shrine, but it's the one you have to attach sticks to a, to a little thing and you press a button and it, and it moves and it creates like a bat. That one's butts. You're oh, not alone. Oh, I and hate that one. I, I put it, I put the stick on the wrong side. And for some reason I was like, I didn't think I could put it on the other side, but of course you can. Like, I don't, those, I guess it's just the way the it was designed. I was so like, annoying. I, this, those spikes 
are the only thing in the game. Like, uh, the, yeah. I just do not understand the logic of them because they like they don't. They just sort of melt into the world, right? <laughs> like, I made that is the only I'm... shrine so far that I think kind of has genuinely poor design, uh -huh. specifically yeah. because it's so early when you find it, but it is basically your tuto your tutorial for the sticks, and there is nothing. There's no reason you should encounter those sticks before that, mm -hmm. and there's no, no easier version of it. Like they could have solved it by giving you a room before that that had a simpler version of that i mean i guess mm -hmm. they do they do kind of have a version of that uh, but i don't uh, yeah. no they do but i don't think it like fully it doesn't fully this isn't it educate but... you they, oh, they need one. to have a better oh, education that's my on favorite one right there actually this, this i take it back the, the the gooey sticks one i didn't like oh, this i didn't one do at it all. like that at all no i did not either <laughs> wow, okay. i got through this one like by the skin of my teeth it was not it was not a good look yeah, yeah that was anyway, my favorite one I, this looks like a fun one i got through the bat one just I still, I still think it was really stupid, especially to get the second chest. Yes. You have to, I, I like just precarious. There's like a thing blocking the, so this shrine, you have to stick sticks onto a mechanism that will uh, hit it like a bat. It just like turns really quickly in a direction. And if you stick sticks on it and you hit the button, it'll hit it like a bat. If you put too many sticks onto it, your sticks will fly off of it and then your bat breaks. But your goal is to hit the silver ball onto a target over a ramp. And to get the chest, you have to hit it the other way. But there is a wall that is blocking the target. So you have to figure out how to get the wall not there, but it's yes. attached by chains. And you can't take the wall off of the thing. So I just I just put sticks stacked on top of each other to kind of push it kind of sort of out of the way. And I I I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I don't know the actual way. <laughs> this is the one that like really stumped me. Usually I'm really good at figuring out mm -hmm. how the game intends you to solve a puzzle because that's what we should put in our guides. And for this one, it's just like, I don't know, hit the button until the ball goes where it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it'll work eventually. The, but I think <laughs> the trick that worked for me with the ball coming down the ramp is you wait until it's at the second to last. Uh, so there's like a circle on the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just before it hits that, you smack it with the bat. And assuming your bat was placed correctly, I don't know. It's I spent way yeah, too much time thing thinking too. it was like yeah. a pachinko machine and like trying to set the pegs in places where the ball would like bounce, bounce, this is bounce. It. This is yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and goodness. I just didn't, I didn't understand how the pegs were supposed to work for way too long. Uh-huh. People yeah. forgetting about the rewind with the the hanging thing. I just held it up with my ultra hand for like a minute, and then I hit rewind, and it was out of the way. What? What? You yeah. you, you move stuff with the ultra hand, and then you rewind yeah, it. So yeah, if you but just they, you just hold up like the swinging so the swinging wall on the chains. If you just like swing it upwards oh, and hold it know, there for a minute, so, let oh go and then rewind. It just sits there for a minute. Oh my god! So what I tried but to then do you first, have to hit the in the shrine was was build like a really long stick and i was just like i don't even want to do do the bat stuff i'm just gonna this make... is so much smarter i didn't figure this out i'm watching the video right now just like yeah that makes I way skip more sense. treasure chests that make me upset i don't know what's wrong with all... well, what yeah, do they even have in them like an yeah, that's the thing Brian? is you spend all this yeah. time and it's like five arrows <laughs> i mean five yeah. arrows are good no sometimes it's well, like a large uh zoni chunk or whatever and those are good well, i've your... skipped them all I, I only do the ones where i'm like yeah i get it mm-hmm well, anyway, sorry. I just wanted to mention one more other shrine. There's one where you, you know, those little like dolls that you, uh, that you hit and it, it stands up. Oh yeah. I love those. Yeah. So there's a whole shrine based around attaching those to platforms mm -hmm. and putting a ball on top of it and hitting it so that it like catapults the ball. Mm -hmm. And yes. I found that to be very fun. It and is. also it broke my brain a little bit. The last one, you have to 
you have to construct a catapult in a very specific way or the physics do not work. I did not do it that way, by the way, because I didn't even I know you could smack those things. I also did not do it that way. That's the whole point of the shrine, Brian. <laughs> no, I, I made like a, an, a, a fool's tower and I ascended through the top of it and I coasted all the way to the end. I'm dying to know what you thought <gasps> those little things were for. I thought oh they were God. just weights. <laughs> like I thought they were just, it was- yeah, I, they, I, I didn't know if you smacked. Everyone's making fun of me. I don't know if you smacked. So curious that you got through the shrine without even knowing what they yeah, did. I, I literally thought they were just weights. Like I thought they looked like uh, like when you go fishing, right? And there's the weight. Congratulations on your newfound knowledge of Zonai technology. You have a little guy that will make literally anything you attach it to stand upright. It's okay, Brian. I come upon this stuff and I'm like, what the heck is this junk? Anyway, moving Thank on. You, Kat. Thank you. Everyone's <laughs> laughing at me, but you. Thank you. I'm with you, Brian. It's good to be dumb sometimes. You're all right. It's, it's okay. Uh, well, yeah, those were some of our favorite shrines. Don't forget to uh, smack the weights because they uh, are actually spring mechanisms, apparently, and not just the stuff that helps your fishing thing go to the bottom of the pond. Uh, before we go today, I want to say something that uh, shouldn't really be that controversial, but hey, who knows? Uh, I think The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is one of the best-looking games ever made. And I know what some of you are saying. How is that possible? It's running on hardware that launched six years ago, hardware that was a generation behind the competition at the time, hardware that's basically an Amazon Kindle with colorful sticks stuck to the side. Are you kidding me? But I bought a PS5 for graphics, and I own a high-end gaming PC and a large bed, and you can't even see Link's freckles in this game. It's 720 in handheld mode. There's no HDR sunsets, no ray tracing. The main character doesn't even talk. He just makes grunting sounds like he burned himself taking cookies out of the oven. Why would you say this game looks better than so many of the other video games I own? Have you played Horizon? You can see her freckles. She talks constantly. That makes it good. Well, first of all, Derek, oh my God. <laughs> oh, which is your name I made up, Tears of the Kingdom is a masterclass in how prioritizing fantastic art direction over hyper-realism can lead to incredible results that won't age like a bottle of Lon Lon milk on a park bench in Gerudo Town. Art direction is when you intentionally design something to be visually pleasing and coherent, creating a look that isn't necessarily designed to mimic reality, but instead reinterpret it in interesting and unique ways. Derek, Tears of the Kingdom isn't afraid to use bright colors colors and flat textures to create an almost cel-shaded look to account for the Switch's technical limitations. Have you seen the sunsets in this game, Derek? Have you soared through the skies on the back of a moonlit dragon or felt the warm breeze on the beaches of Farron? as some awful armor lizard or rock octopus thing is spitting directly in your face? It's breathtaking. All of it. It's a thing of beauty. Tears of the Kingdom is a stunning, extraordinary-looking video game. It's so beautiful, it made Nintendo fans shut up about the Switch Pro for a whole month. Do you know how hard that is to do? It's a technical miracle that this massive, three-tiered, open-world game is running on what's basically two Nintendo Wiis glued together, like my terrible boats that keep sinking in Zelda. So thank you to the artists and designers at Nintendo for making Tears of the Kingdom something that I genuinely love looking at for 100 hours. It's gorgeous, vibrant, and full of life. Unlike you, Derek. I'm yes. sorry, Derek. Sorry about that. He's, he's I'm sorry. not sorry to he's Derek. Not real. Uh, right. Well, uh, I think it's a beautiful game. Do we all agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. No yeah, notes. Absolutely. No. Yeah, good stuff, Nintendo. No argument. Uh, that's about all the time we have for uh, this week's episode of Nintendo Voice Chat Talk of the Kingdom. The prompter's not working anymore, but I don't care. We're just going to roll through it. Uh, we've got new episodes coming every single week. I think next week is the last one. Maybe we can extend the deadline a little. We'll push, right? We're, I, what, are, what, what are you guys going to play on your Switch besides Zelda right now? I oh, never. No. Anything again. No. Right? Playing Ring Fit. 
Ring fit. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I, take, I picked up the baton from you, Reb. Oh that makes God. one of us. Yeah. We'll talk about nice. this later. Uh, Wait, yeah. can we talk about can we talk about Raru's legs as the art direction? Wow. Okay. Sure. Yo, those are short. I'm sorry. Continue. No. Yeah. We're, we're, we're next <laughs> week's episode is an, all about Raru's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Raru and Sonia. Uh, a lot of questions there. Um, but yeah, we've got new episodes every single week. Be sure to listen to them on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, we've got tons more Tears of the Kingdom content all over IGN. We've got guides. We've got walkthroughs. We've got cheats, apparently, uh, duplication glitches, all that fun stuff. Maps, shrines, the depths, puzzles, solutions, everything. It's all there. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. Don't forget to follow Nintendo Voice Chat on Twitter. If you dig the Zelda shirt I'm wearing this week, check out the IGN store. So we've got a ton of awesome Zelda and Tears of the Kingdom st stuff up there right now. And if you love the world's saltiest licorice that tastes like the depths, go to Paris, German hometown of Linkelsburg. <laughs> Yep. I said that in front of him last week and he was baffled and now he's not here. So I'm going to say it for everybody else. Linkelsburg, beautiful, beautiful, delicious, salty licorice. Uh, thank you all for watching and listening to Talk of the Kingdom. We'll see you next week. And you remember that NPC, can't believe we're doing this. Is, yes, we are. So it's the only place where you can get the tingle. Get the tingle. Get the tingle. A disease, I think. Ah, <laughs> no. It's not good. Thanks for listening. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.